This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann. I'm at Otago Polytechnic in Dunedin today, and I am joined, not by Mawira Karatai, but by Slime the Nitrate Monster. Cura Slime. Can I call you Slime? Oh, yes. I'm Slime the Nitrate Monster, but Slime for short. So, Slime, we've been asking people how their bubble life was and then how their traffic light life was. As a nitrate monster, you'd be used to bubbles. (laughs) Yes, you know, I had a lovely lockdown. It was quite similar to every other day. Humans kept mining fossil fuels. Humans kept burning fossil fuels to make synthetic nitrogen fertilizers. Our hardworking farmers kept going 24-7, 365 to continue creating export products for all over the world. So even though humans in New Zealand may have had a hard time affording food, Slime the Nitrate Monster kept right on blooming. Slime's only concern during this lockdown was that we do have this whole world economy. Because I was a little nervous things might not arrive from overseas on time. I'm heavily reliant on synthetic fertilizers and fossil fuels. And if they don't come to allow us to grow more grass and more cows, there won't be quite as much pollution in our waterways to grow toxic slime blooms like myself. So what did you yourself do during the lockdown? I was happily swimming about the waterways in Otago Growing and growing. It was lovely. Did you did people got out and about during the, the lockdown? Did you spy some people getting out around their local rivers and enjoying the place that they are? It was wonderful. There are plenty of times I don't get to see humans very often, but they were definitely going to their waterways and peeking in to see if it was safe for them to walk their dogs there or to swim inside of the rivers. Quite a lot of the rivers aren't safe for swimming. You'll be pleased with that. Well, of course. You know, the vast majority of our waterways on the South Island are mine, all mine. You could try to go for a swim, but you might get sick. And same with your dog. So please do just use the swimming pools. 
at this point, there are places for people to go swimming, but just for now. <laughs> and as we moved out into the, the traffic light, how did life change for you in the, the traffic, the era of the traffic light? Just business as usual for me, Sam. I just kept on growing and blooming. The cows definitely don't stop doing what they're doing. And so slime just keeps on surviving. It's a very lovely and safe system for me, just as it stands. And I do want to thank all of the people and the organizations who allow this to happen. So you are standing for the regional council. What's your platform? Yes, you are right. Thank you for asking. I am standing for Otago Regional Council, and I stand for money at all costs and more slime in all waterways. I was a wee bit concerned with these newfangled ideas of strong national policy statements on freshwater management. So I decided to stand with my peers, all the regional councils who want more irrigation, more fertilizers, more coal mines, more dairy, and just to keep up all of this good work and not to let it get dismantled by these crazy ideas of healthy water, water having its own rights, people having a human right of places to swim and water to drink. Because as you know, we will be happy to charge you money, ratepayers, to bring in tanker trucks with chlorinated water if need be in the future. No problem, no worries. So I am standing for business as usual. So what took you from being a, a happy slime monster? Are you a happy slime monster? Let's assume you are, maybe a grumpy slime monster. And then living in your polluted river to actually standing for the council. Well, as you may know, and has been published in the Dunedin journalism community, I do have quite a number of friends on our Otago Regional Council. But you just never know what might happen next. We don't know if all of a sudden young people might turn out to vote to stand up for their futures. And so I decided to take the waterways into my own hands and to stand with my friends on the ORC just in case. Let's take, just in case, let's take the first of your music choices. Let's have Creature watch it grow. Why this one? Oh, this really moves me. If I had a soul or a heart, I would really feel it, this one. I really like the words, got the guns to protect myself, got the banks to protect my wealth, got the laws that are keeping me safe. That really makes me feel good inside. I hope you do enjoy it.
We've heard about where you've been in the last couple of years. Where were you before that? Once upon a time, Slime was human like you, Sam. Slime had another name, Jen. And Jen was an ecologist. She loved the rivers. She taught children outdoor education. She was a kayaker. And she was traveling up north in Taranaki in the 1980s after the ratepayers helped to create the Kapuni Synthetic Nitrogen Fertilizer Factory. She was drinking from the waters and swimming in the rivers, and she was never seen again. Since then, only I, Slime the Nitrate Monster, has been growing in her place. 
And as you know, I am making my way throughout Canterbury. Let's be honest, I dominate there. Southland, I'm looking really good there too. And now I want to take more of my place in Otago. In Canterbury in particular, they seem to over-allocate the the water. Surely that's not a good thing for somebody that wants to be in the water, even if it's polluted. Well, I guess I would ask you a question. Who are we talking about? Because if we're talking about cows, it is very good for the cows. And if we are talking about the irrigation companies, it is very good for them too. Many of the regional councillors do gain financial interest in allowing their businesses to succeed. And of course, from slime, it is also very good. So I'm sure if you think or you feel it is not good for you, I'm sure we can come up with some sort of alternative because any drop of water that ends up in the sea is a bit of a waste for me, don't you think? It is if you're only seeing water as productive in that sense. Well, I guess that is where we may disagree. And that is why I believe Jen is nowhere to be seen right now. So standing for the regional council, what do you think are the challenges that that face the regional council in the next few years? Well, that is a good question. There are many, let me tell you. We have this thing called three waters. And I say as long as three waters includes nitrates and cow urine and slime, I am happy. I would say another concern for me is this notion of regenerative agriculture. Sure. We used these tried and true methods for 10,000 years of the civilization of humans and agriculture. Sure, we grew nitrogen-fixing plants like clover or lucerne. But let's be honest, we're not going to grow slime into a toxic mess with lucerne. And balance and ravens down are not going to get rich with farm contracts for clover. So I'm concerned about this newfangled idea. I prefer money at all cost. So regenerative agriculture is something I am concerned about. Do you have a view on transport? Oh, yes, I do. Thank you. Slime cannot drive. And so slime is very happy to support free or low-cost public transportation for everything and everyone. That's a pretty progressive view. Is it? I do not know. I only serve myself and my friends. So when you – I presume that you are going to the candidates' meetings. How are your views going down? I was surprised that we have only had two candidates events here in our region of Dunedin for the ORC. 
It seems not many people are interested in the care of our land, air, and water, which is wonderful for me. The two meetings I have participated in, people welcome my diversity into the meeting, because let me tell you, there is not much diversity on our councils. So slime makes everything a bit greener. Otherwise, I think I may unfortunately make people uncomfortable. I try to remind them that I am harmless on land and in fact a bit dry and parched. It's just in the water they need to look out. Do you think that there are other candidates out there that mirror that that you feel affinity to or to mirror your views? Yes, there are candidates who think just like me out there. And then there are also candidates who make me tremble with fear in my fronds. I am concerned they want to support strong reforms, minimum flow rates based on science. They want to follow the principles of Te Mana O Te Wai. And again, a national policy statement on freshwater reform, which frightens me tremendously. Why do those things frighten you? Well, it's wonderful to have not much water in the waterway, plenty of a warming climate and sunshine blooming away to grow slime. I am afraid if we change the trajectory of our industrial agriculture system, we may start to rely on things that will not allow slime to grow. And really, isn't that what it's all about? Growing slime? Growing slime, yes, but also growing cows and growing money from our exports. I think that that is why we are all here, right? It certainly isn't for swimming. What are your views on tourism? Should we be looking at at transforming tourism, a, a regenerative tourism perhaps? Ooh, interesting. This is a new question for me. Well, I would say we could even do some kind of tourist program where they go and travel to all the toxic hotspots in Otago. I would love to show them around the Manuhirakia, the Lindis. Lake Hayes, Cardrona, Hayes Creek, Lake Johnson, Thompson's Creek, Poolburn, Dunstan Creek, the Teviot River, the Kawaro. There are so many to choose from, and those are only the big ones, not counting the small ones and not counting the estuaries. I think people would come far and wide to see all of the places where slime is creating toxic levels of nitrates or other pollution in our water. The theme of our show is positive but not deluded. What is the – actually, it started out as not deluded, but just recently we've been convinced to add just a dash of deluded. What do you think is the role of a positive mindset? Yes, I believe completely 
in positivity. And I have been visiting farmers markets. I have been out at the university. I have been on the streets. I just traveled out to Dunstan last, this last week for a candidate's meeting. And I was thrilled to see people who have not voted in the past, who want to come out and vote this time. There seems to be quite a bit of engagement for this coming election. And I think that is a very positive thing for humans to realize their power in making decisions during election time. Elsewhere in the world, there are candidates who shine a spotlight on processes with some some interesting and and perhaps controversial ideas. And I'm thinking of people like Lord Buckethead, and I think there's somebody stood as El. There was an Elmo that stood um, against the Prime Minister in in the UK. What's your role on those sorts of? Are they protest candidates? What do you think those people are about? Well, as a slime the nitrate monster, I do not know of who you are speaking. Although I can say that sometimes we look out into the world and it seems quite absurd. And it's sometimes hard to believe that what we see going on around us is truly reality because it doesn't make much sense. So I say if creatures can come and make the world make a wee bit of sense through humor or charisma or good looks like myself, then why not? Why not? We only live once, right, Sam? Indeed. Do you think that your life is is an absurdity in its entirety? Well, you know, I am native to the region, right? So... Once upon a time, I existed in balance with nature. And so it is absurd the way the balance has become completely on my side. My ego does love world domination, but I also admit it seems absurd. I know farmers themselves are very concerned about this absurdity too. It is not many generations ago that farms were very diverse. And I think farmers feel it. I think the public feels it. Even slime feels it. But after all, money. Do you think that there is change coming? There is, is there a change in the wind, in the water, away from that absurdity? Well, stay tuned. Let's see what happens this election. Let's see what happens with the Make It 16 campaign. Let's see what happens the way people stand up for themselves and also the way corporations, the way government entities like Environment Southland and the regional councils. Let's see how all of these groups decide to move things in the future. Stay tuned. Same slime time, same slime channel. It is rather exciting, isn't it? Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokunui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, 
nā mihi aroha nui kia koutou kotahuahou. I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars and your beloved universes. I really hope, wherever you are and whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining and illuminating for you more and more each day. Who you are, a triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique and here making things better thank you now i know that for us all the last more than two and a half years have been very difficult we've all been completely exhausted at times and we've had to learn so many new ways of doing being seeing feeling quite unexpectedly and of course as we know in an unprecedented fashion there's been so much that we have lost there's been so much that we will never regain there's so much we're grieving for and yet there is so much that we have gained there is so much that is new there is so much that we can see anew there is so much that we have to appreciate that we can appreciate more now And for many of us, this has been a time of rebirth. I know that for myself, much has changed in my own life. And in many ways, this is a time of learning and growth and an opportunity to really try new ways of navigating through the landscapes we share. I'm very fortunate to still have my job, which I love, at Orokunui Eco Sanctuary, my heart's home workplace. And I was there today, of course, reveling in the beauty of the forest, surrounded by very endangered and beautiful kaka, our lovely native forest parrot, who really are forest acrobats and can hang upside down for several hours and have all sorts of adventures as well as flying vast distances, showing off their ready orange fiery feathers that they keep hidden under their wings. I was very lucky to have Anderson's Bay Kindergarten visit me, and of course that beautiful presence and awareness that is possible with the young and with the child within at all ages was really there, and I was just so grateful, of course, to have this time to be able to behold and really bask in that presence and that awareness and find it again for myself not mourning the past not concerned for the future but just really enjoying the present moment what a freedom this gives us what a wonderful wonderful flexibility and versatility we possess in our consciousness that we can go into these moments of lucid presence so I really hope for you you're having the opportunity to do this and I really hope for you that therapeutic benefits are really coming through letting go of those concerns and worries and really focusing on the moment at hand 
I know for myself that connection with the living world has grown even stronger during the last two and a half years. It's been a source of great solace and comfort to me. And at times when I have lurched in the other direction and become too embedded, too embroiled in the machinations of the human world, that's when I have really suffered. So I really hope for you, you are having that opportunity to immerse yourself in that wider web. Feel that connection that we all share with all life throughout time and space forever. Feeling the support that those relationships always give you and recognizing your own perfection and point of difference amongst all of these other lives. Of course, being part of this show is a great privilege and pleasure for me. So thank you all so much for having me and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Kakite. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. I'm talking with Slime, the nitrate monster. Slime, we've seen lots of changes in society over the last couple of years. What do you think is going to stick? And perhaps more importantly, what do you hope will stick? Well, I guess I really appreciate the way humans have these very short-term memories. I heard so many people during lockdowns really quite fond of a simpler existence, time slowing down, time with families, the notion that the government could produce lots of money to support people through a hard time. (laughs) Unfortunately, we forgot about it and got right back to making money and maximizing productivity at the cost of every natural resource out there. I remember the day that the first lockdown ended, the day before we were walking down the street saying, if we're walking down the middle of the street, we're walking down the middle of the street from Sawyer's Bay into Port Chalmers, and we said, tomorrow we won't be able to do this. It would be kind of good if we if we worked out how we could live these better lives without all the rushing around. Let's not rush around. And then, of course, the next day we did start rushing around. So, yes, that that, that is something that we failed to learn. We We spent a while listening to science as well. Did we forget how to do that? Well, me and my friends, we call on more science and more science and more science so that we never create any meaningful reforms. But yes, I do think we try to brush off the science in order to do what we want to make money and grow slime, no matter the science. But you know me, I'm go with the flow. So that's what I do. I keep growing, I keep going, and I keep flowing. Do you think that we can take any lessons from the pandemic and the response to the pandemic for for the bigger sorts of problems we face as a world? And I'm thinking of things like climate change and social inequity. Oh, yes, we sure can. But I hope we don't. I hope we just keep producing things. Consumerism, rushing around, trying to maximize the productivity from the peaks of the mountains all the way to the shores of the ocean. Every square meter of our land must be completely exhausted with the cost of making money 
and growing more slime. It's quite simple, really. Some might say that the regional council already has quite a conservative weighting, partly because of its structure of the rural wards and the city wards. It's kind of by design gets a a, a conservative um, weighting. Why do we need a slime monster on it? Well, I was in Dunstan earlier this week, and many of the people there were thinking just like me. So I just say, the more of us there are, the merrier I will be floating around Otago's waterways. The thing is, is there are also people who are marine ecologists or young people concerned about our fresh water. And we have to watch because more and more of them are feeling empowered, regular people out there who really do care for their children and their grandchildren. And so Slime had to get out there and stand up for what's been going on for the last decades and to keep it going into the future. You must know some young people. What do they tell you? The young people I met, they said, you know, Slime, you had me at Monster. And another (laughs) one called me the Slime Overlord. And I said, oh, thank you, underling. So I am quite popular with the university crew. They are watching me on TikTok and Insta and Facebook, all the social media. We are even starting to dance together, hang out at Pint Night, at the link. It is quite lovely. And they will even have opportunities to empower themselves and vote. They don't even need to be registered. They just get to show up on the link the 27th and the 30th of September, as well as the 4th and the 6th of October between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. How fortunate for them. So you've talked a lot about what the continue, what the regional council continuing its current policies, um, how they would benefit you. What are you offering? What are you offering people? And I'm thinking the young people. What are you offering the young people to get them to go out and vote? Well, I remind the young people that they are our future. And by future, I mean they are going to be paying for my pollution forever into the future. And so if they don't get out there to vote, they're really quite foolish and they do have a low voter turnout. My human form was the same. My human form can relate because you are busy and you are stressed as university students, focused on having a good time, but also studying and preparing for the future. It's hard to connect with everything you need to know to vote, especially if you're new to Otago. And that's why Slime has even provided a list of candidates so that they don't have to know exactly who cares about the rivers in advance. 
I will warn them on the social media who to stay away from. So we're not allowed to name names, but you are actively warning people who would have a more progressive, a more environmental perspective. I must look out for my best interests as a slime toxic bloom, as well as the interests of the businesses that keep me afloat. Yes. Let's take the second of your music choices. Let's have NetSky. Everyone loves the sunshine. Why this one? Well, as you know, Sam, I wouldn't be a toxic slime bloom without a good dose of sunshine, as well as the excess nutrients from the cows and the fertilizer. So yes, get out there and enjoy the sunshine, everybody.
Slime, if Mawira were here, she would almost certainly be asking you a question about how we teach young people to be critical. So I'll ask it anyway. How do we teach young people to be critical in their thinking and to be able to understand who that they they want to to, to vote for, not just based on the 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 first reading of their blurbs? Yes, that's a good question. I mean, young people are getting smarter with every generation. It blows me away, to be honest with you. And so what I think we need to do, in fact, after this whole campaign thing happens, Slime might even consider a career in education. I think getting into the classrooms would be a delightful thing to do to teach young people about nutrients and that thing humans call eutrophication. And I think young people will understand without words how these systems perpetuate themselves. And then I think it is human adults' role to allow young people to get out and vote, make it 16, and also to continue to raise young people to feel empowered. Because as you probably know, they have much more wisdom and self-determination than we teach them in much of Western culture. You talked before about your um, human Jen, the ecologist that was never seen again after a brush with a toxic river. Was she politically involved, engaged? Yes. The funny part is she was an environmental activist as well conservation biologist, yes. But that didn't save her? Well, I think it may have been a bit of her downfall, to be honest, because it is difficult to be a dreamer in the modern world. It is difficult to stand up to forces in power that make lots and lots of money, especially those subsidized by the public, backed by the government. As you may well know, our current system of industrial agriculture has been systemically created by so many people and farmers have been led into it with bank debt and with contracts to fertilizer companies. And I think for Jen, she cared so much and she just needed a break in those rivers and poof, she was gone. We talked to someone, I forgot who it was, was the, the NASA climate change guy who, <coughs> James, what's his name, James, James, his name's gone. Um, I do know of that gentleman. He said that he pretty much published the um, the data on climate change and then sat back and, um, and said, what well, my work here is done, but clearly it takes – and he realised that it takes a lot more. He's, he has to take responsibility for engaging people. And we talked with the people from Extinction Rebellion um, in the, the UK who said a similar sort of thing. If, if this is so serious, why aren't the scientists rebelling on the streets? And so um, he had essentially left his job at Oxford and, and was, was running or helping run Extinction Rebellion. Do you think we're going to see more of people going outside of their, their comfort zones to – to, to take action like like you're doing by, by standing for, for election? 
Well, yes, I do. And people like James or Extinction Rebellion, they are kind of like Slime's trolls, right? They follow around pestering me with their slogans, trying to say that money and slime are not the most important things in the world. But I think humans can feel it around them as they are struggling to make ends meet, as they are watching floods, sea level rise, or droughts. Farmers are noticing it too in the way that they can sustain the land, in the way their rivers are running dry, in the way that their drinking water supplies are becoming too toxic for their own families. I think people will be directly confronted with the fact that just perhaps, I won't say it, I won't say it, slime must be right, money must be the most important thing, I'm sorry I even went there. So you're seeing some farmers who are having a road to Damascus type moment and and seeing that things can be be better, that there are alternative ways of doing things that, that might be uh, different and, and better. Do you think that slime might have a similar epiphany? I, at this point, am quite happy to say that when the farmers realized in Canterbury that much of their waterways for their own families were toxic, were coming up with a plan to have ratepayers pay $322 million to build a denitrification plant. So I say, why would slime want to change if we get to grow, if people get to make money, and then the public gets to bail everything out by building a denitrification plant for their own drinking water? It seems like a perfect system to slime, but you know, someday, if the humans stand up and decide that this kind of system actually isn't benefiting them, Perhaps slime will have an identity crisis and perhaps people like Jen may return. You talked about the, your friends, slime's friends on the regional council and the industries that, that support them and that they are supporting. And you've also talked about the, the young progressive people coming at it from the other end. Do you think that there are, we're ever going to see a, a depolarization where those two might come to to meet in the middle and actually get somewhere together? Mm, Interesting. I hadn't considered that before. I think the way that my friends try to take a step towards who you may call the progressives or, you know, people who care about the waterways, it's called greenwashing. I've been traveling around and visiting with my friends and fellow regional councillors, and I say... Tell me, regional councillor, are you with slime or are you against slime? Are we going to start slowing down the giant tap of pollution known as synthetic nitrogen fertilizer? And you know what they say to me? They say, slime, I don't think we're going to do that. What I think we need to continue to do is to have little children providing free labor by planting trees along the waterways. That will fix it, slime. And I always feel very safe and good inside when I hear that from my fellow politicians. 
because, wow, that's some really good greenwashing, isn't it, Sam? What do you think it would take for slime to change your views to, you know, is, is, there a, is there a possible scenario where we could actually engage Slime and Slime's friends to, to make real change themselves? Why, I think so. I think that would come from pressure. Pressure by farmers who do want their children to have clean drinking water. I think it would come pressure from the people to the government to change things so that it is more important to have drinking water, water to swim in, te mana o te wai, instead of slime, money, dairy, exported milk powder created by burning coal, you know, things like that. So I guess it would be a matter of people standing up for themselves instead of standing up for money in the short term at all costs. I have some questions to end the show and not very much time, so we're going to have to wriggle. Slime, what is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? I think I'm growing and expanding. Canterbury is mine. Southland is going to be mine. Otago, you decide. So we're writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. Normally, I would tell people that they're definitely in the book because it's our team of people doing good work. But I'll ask you the question anyway. What's your superpower? Well, I'm not sure slime has a superpower. I'm a multi-celled algal individual. But if I was going to think back really, really hard, I think my human form, Jen, her superpower was being with young people in nature. She used to take them rock climbing, sea kayaking, tramping in beautiful natural places. They felt so good about themselves and she would connect them with nature. How humans are intrinsically connected with all of the living creatures around them and how if one of them goes, then perhaps the others will follow. She really was something before I took her out. I think Slime is doing a pretty good job of connecting with people. I agree with you there. Children love me. They come from all over the place to meet Slime. And then I get to meet with their parents as well. I am very fortunate to be such a magnet for their energy. So do you consider yourself to be an activist? Ooh, what is an activist? Maybe I am one. I do not know. You get to define it. That's the kind of the point of the question. Well, I'm going to say yes then, because I am very active in my passionate work right now. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Well, more, more, more. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. I'm not happy with things just as they are. I want more. So what is the biggest challenge or opportunity that you're looking forward to in the next year or two? Well. If Slime gets on the Otago Regional Council, I bet that will be a challenge because that is an organization that has very complicated work caring for the land, the air, and the water while working with people with vested interests. That sounds like an amazing challenge for Slime the Nitrate Monster. 
I do hope I get the choice. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? I say, first of all, thank you from the bottom of my slimy self for all of your support. Without the ratepayer subsidies, there's just no way I could be sliming my bloom all over the place. So thank you. And I guess I would just say, humans, just as you are responsible for bringing me into this world, you could be responsible for taking me out. So make your choices wisely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining me today. Wonderful to be here with you, Sam. Go well. You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Tiger Polytechnic, which is brought to you by Tiku Kenga. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio every Monday, Wednesday and Friday afternoons at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. This is ACDC. Highway to Hell. I'm Samuel Mann. I'm at Otago Polytechnic today, and I have been joined by Sam the Nitrate Monster. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. Marty Ryan.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.